Let me read Isaiah 45 before we sit. Let's stay standing as we hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to his anointed one, to Cyrus, whose hand I have grasped, to subdue nations before him and to loose the belts of kings, to open doors before him, the gates not be closed. Here is the promise of the Lord. I will go before you and level the exalted place. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. He is without rival and he is without equal. He holds the stars in his hand and he gives life to all living things. And we worship him this morning. Take a seat. Amen. Well, it's great um, to have Paul and Michelle and... Oscar and Ethan and Georgia and Bronson. Uh, Paul and Michelle and the family have been part of our church for many, many, many years. Um, and I'm not going to go into any of the facts of when they were. I'll get it wrong, any dates and all of um, the rest of that. However, they've been in New Zealand for the last um, few years, residing back over there in Kiwi land. And um, a couple of weeks ago, Michelle called me and asked if, they would, uh, if it would be okay if they came and shared uh, with us as um, their church family here in Sydney the journey that God has had them on, um, to which it was just a, a resounding yes, absolutely. Um, it was about three or four weeks ago and we had maybe a half an hour phone conversation um, on my driveway. I was chopping up firewood at the time and I was, the, the reprieve was welcome to be able to sit down and have a chat. Little did I know though that I would find myself a blubbering mess on my driveway in front of a pile of firewood. Um, such is the power of the testimony that Paul and Michelle and the family have got to God's um, presence and faithfulness through um, what they've been journeying through as a family. So I'm going to welcome you guys all up together, unless the kids are going to sit there cross-armed and refuse to come. Um, but I doubt that your dad is going to let you off the hook that easily. And uh, you just got to do that little whistle thing that he does and you'll be up here. Wish I could replicate that. <clears throat> Let's grab some stools. Brad, could you just come and we'll see how we go here. Yeah, give him a round of applause just because we love him. And this is a case of not here's one we prepared earlier. Um, we are having a conversation that we are all invited to um, by way of um, hearing a witness of what God has uh, been doing. It's uh, wherever you want. You just take a, take a seat. Uh, I'm not often feel like the smallest person on the stage, but today... Uh, <laughs> Um, if you need a light change, Bronson, you're my man. <laughs> um, could we grab that other mic, please, Bretto? That would be wonderful. Um, so, welcome. Welcome home. Uh, it's great to have you here. You've been here for a week, catching up with friends and all of the rest of it. I'm going to turn this... Oh, that one's on. Do you want to take that? How about we'll start with you, Michelle, because you kind of... You initiated this... Whole thing. The reason that we are here in this moment right now is because of that phone call that you made a few weeks ago. 
Um, do you want to give us a bit of context into just brief history as far as your connection with us here and the last few years of moving back to um, Inzid? And, um, and yeah, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure, yeah. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here again. Um, some beautiful faces we haven't seen for a uh, long time. We've been um, back in New Zealand for four years. I think we started in Kingsway. I don't even remember when, but the kids were much shorter than they are now. <laughs> I know that much. Bronson maybe was four? Yeah, around Still that six time. foot. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> he was on his way. He's now 17, so we left here with yeah, four, four kids in, in high school, and we now have three Oscar, Ethan and Georgia away at university, and they're at the same university down in Otago and Dunedin, which is in itself a massive blessing. They live within a few minutes of each other, and having God place them there together has just been the biggest comfort for us as parents, not even knowing then what we would be facing. Um, and Bronson's our last baby at home. My giant baby, or baby giant we call him. <laughs> So we, uh, we, we, th we thought it was tough when myself and the, and the four children um, moved in January 2018. Um, Paul hadn't secured a job back home. God just, we know now why, um, really placed it on my heart that it's time to go home and it's time to go home now. <laughs> so in 10 weeks, we... Just randomly saw a house in New Zealand when we were visiting Paul's dad for his 80th birthday, and God really just said, it's time to go home. So we came back, unbeknownst of the children, bought a house and had to tell them that we were uh, moving back in January. So we packed up our lives in 10 weeks, sold our house, and started our new life. It took Paul another almost two years for God to find the right opportunity for him back home. So we thought that was tough. He was home only every four to six weeks for a weekend. So that was um, a massive challenge for us. Paul's um, just a beautiful, beautiful family man, and for him to journey all that time without his family was very, very hard on him. And, yeah, likewise, pretty not easy on me either, being home with the four kids. And Oscar left home, went to university in that time, and Ethan also in the next year. So... We thought that was pretty tough, but we got Paul back to New Zealand and we were in a, we were pretty happy. We're like, sweet now, you know, we're heading into that season of almost empty nesters and Paul's in a great job, I was in a great job. And uh, should I just continue on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> While I'm not crying, I'll talk. It's, that when the tears come, that's when I'll hand the microphone over. So um, we won't, we'll brush over the details. It's been a pretty long, intense journey, but um, basically Paul was feeling unwell and he, he, he worked, his new law firm that he was working in was um, a two-hour drive out of Wellington, so he would actually journey up Monday, stay for three nights, be back on a Thursday, which for us was better than what the separation we'd been through. Still um, not ideal, but that's what God had. Um, he had him there for a reason, but he was feeling unwell. He called me, said, I think I've reacted to the flu vaccination. I said, well, you've never had that before. Long story short, he came back very yellow and went up to the doctor, and within, within a week he'd been diagnosed with um, bile duct cancer. 
Uh, so it's a very complicated um, area to have cancer. It's a rare and aggressive tumour, one that you don't want to get pretty much. And that started our journey, um, hospitals and operations uh, for from June into September. Um, in August, he was finally well enough um, to, he had to do a few procedures. The bowel duct was blocked, that was causing a lot of issues. They had to put in a stent to allow the bowel to flow from the liver, so there was a lot of complications with that. Finally, in August, he was well enough for them to do the surgery in his abdomen to try and remove the tumour, which unfortunately was unsuccessful. And it was another few months recovering from that. So by October, he was ready for the first lot of chemo. So basically, once that particular tumour is unable to be removed, it's a matter of chemotherapy to prolong his life. So we were facing um, a 12-month prognosis. Um, so obviously, wanting to be on the other side of that 12-month um, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> um, so the, the way the doctor said it to us is we'll give him some chemo. Uh, we'll hopefully have a few months break after that and then we'll repeat that cycle and we'll just keep repeating that cycle for as long as Paul can handle it and as long as he's physically and mentally able to cope with that. But it's, um, yeah, it's not one you, you get over from, over. So currently we're... Um, on our phase of in-between chemo, so finished chemo in the January, and we've been really blessed with a five-month period of good health and strength, and with the help of the oncology team, and God, of course, upstairs, he's allowed us to make, this is our second trip, Paul and I were able to uh, travel to the UK to see his brother and wife, who hadn't been able to make it to New Zealand, obviously, with travel restrictions, so we were very, very blessed with that trip. And then they said to us, looks like you'll be well enough for another trip. So here we are, <laughs> two years in the planning uh, for a family holiday back to Sydney. Um, but yeah, I, I was praying about when I was planning this trip, and I was like, Lord, I just, I'm just really not sure how you want to do it on the Sunday, how we're going to do it as a family. Obviously, people have a lot of questions. Some will know our journey, some won't. I just like, oh, how do you want to do it? And he just placed on my heart, I just want you to tell them of my goodness. Um, this is where the tears start. <laughs> I'll try and get through a little bit more. I just want our church family to know that despite what we're walking through, God's goodness is undeniable. His hand over us as a family is undeniable. And despite what we're walking through, these kids here are flourishing. Um, there's just countless blessings. I couldn't even name them all, from the little to the big. Um, the way God has provided for us as a family the amount of love and support. We literally have an army of people praying for us literally around the world, from family overseas to Australia, New Zealand. And it's just, we, are, we, we feel wrapped in love. 
wrapped in prayers and we're being carried through this journey. So I just wanted to, I don't know if it's going to encourage someone today, but when you're walking through, this is for me probably as tough of it's tough of it's going as it's going to get. That um, I know deep in my heart and in my soul that we're going to be okay. That these guys are going to be okay. I just know that deep down, and while we've got a really tough time ahead, that God's never going to leave us, and He's just going to carry us through. Can I just share one thing that God... <laughs> um, when we're in the UK... Am I holding the microphone? <laughs> in the UK, Paul and I, we went to play cricket with one of his nephews and, and I decided it was headphones and worship music. I just needed time with God. Just walking around the field, crying. <laughs> it's been lots of tears. And God just gave me this vision of Jesus is just walking with me and holding my hand. And I just grabbed his hand and he was just squeezing my hand. And it's just a visual for me that when times get tough, all I've got to do is squeeze that hand. And Jesus is with me the whole way. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. So to me, that was just like, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah, I've got so many questions, probably far too many for, for now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you kids a question shortly. Uh, firstly, we've always known this, but you're punching well above your weight. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Dave. Just like you, but yeah. Elisa's <laughs> not here. No. She's, she's not. Uh, we've, had a, we've had long going battles, haven't we, with these kinds of things. I remember picking on you once in church and made you carry something really heavy across the front here in one of the times I was preaching, and I think you struggled with it, and uh, you felt quite bad. You thought you were going to have it, but it was heavier than what you thought it would be, and uh, anyway, these guys are strong as an ox, and... Um, I had to carry Dave. <laughs> it's all good. Um, now, Paul, um, give, us, give us something that you have learnt... Um, or uh, something that you have gleaned from the character of God um, in, the, in the middle of all of this that you've been facing? Sure. I think um, it's, it's interesting because the, the, the operation itself wasn't successful. Um, the, at the, at the, I suppose at the time of the operation, at the end of it, they wheeled me into a room and, um, and Georgia had flown up from Dunedin to surprise me. Um, but I could see in George's face, I could see in Michelle's face that that it's you know they were doing it tough, um, and and I heard the doctor sort of whisper in, in a low voice to Michelle um, that I had in effect 12 to 18 months left, um, and so I, I suppose for me that sort of played on my mind for, for probably for the next day and a half, and 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 your media reaction is to sort of say, hey, Lord, I'm not sure what's up here. Um, you know, I know you, that you're, you're all powerful. I know that you can you can heal me if you choose to heal me. Um, but but regardless, I'm just I'm just going to trust and lean into you. And and then I probably had a couple of uh, I've only cried probably sobbed once, but other, otherwise that was a couple of teary moments because that's where I felt God saying, "Yep, trust me." And, and whether you make 18 months or you don't, 
I just need you to trust me. And so, so I have been able to, you know, to, just to, I suppose, lean into him and, and trust him. And, and perhaps my faith has taken, um, I don't know, it's, it's probably intensified a bit and, and grown it in a significant way. And, and I look at the Fullers, and I'm not sure if the Fullers are still here, um, with a young family. And, and one of the things that sort of hit me with the dedication is um, that, that commitment you make for your, your kids at that time, that, that public commitment around dedication, um, it doesn't stop when the kids sort of hit their teenage years. And, and, and I think God said, well, for whatever time you have left, you, you've got four kids that I've entrusted you with. Um, continue to pray over them, continue to fulfill your, I suppose, spiritual, you know, as the head of the family, spiritual responsibility for your kids. And, and, and not many parents, I suppose, get the opportunity to have time to say goodbye, um, have time to say, cool, I got it, God, and I'm going to just continue to pray for, for these guys. And, I mean, I, I love them dearly. They're very expensive. Um, they're very, they, they can be trying in different seasons. Um, take, for example, Oscar arriving an hour before church after being out with his mates. Um, but, but the thing is, is that the thing that matters most to me is, is their salvation, their walk, and their capacity to impact others as well. And, and that's what I felt, um, I suppose, God sort of placing on my heart is make the most of your moments. You have limited moments. You don't have an entitlement to live to the next day. I give you the exact number of days for you to fulfill your purpose in me. Um, do it. Don't don't just sit there and and um, and be. I suppose uh, yeah, just 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 really seize it. And and I suppose in, in trusting him, I've, I've learned more about his character in terms of his his goodness. And and so thankful for his goodness that he's allowed me time. Um, you know, allowed me time to to come here. Oh, yeah, Michelle wants me to blow my nose. Excuse me. Um, to come here and share, um, but also to be able to do it with, with our kids. And, and one of the things I, I suppose I just wanted to encourage uh, parents and, and grandparents and, and, and so forth is the, the blessings that we live through, the, the testimonies that, that we, each of us have, like it's really important to keep repeating them and, and repeating them and, um, and be good storytellers to, to, to your kids. And sooner or later that sort of sinks in that, you know, this is a God they can trust. He's always going to come through. He's done it for us before. I, I know those moments that my mum and dad have spoken about. I know he's going to come for me in this particular situation. So it's just a, it's, it's been um, an interesting journey. Um, I probably, I mean, my immediate reaction was about, oh, Michelle and the kids. That, that's been my biggest concern. Um, I mean, even when I got diagnosed with, with cancer, I, I didn't sort of tell Michelle properly. My mum was in the same room, and my sister was in the, in the room. And um, Michelle sort of walks in. The doctor says, OK, we're just talking about, in effect, Paul's cancer. And Michelle's like, cancer? You didn't say that. And then my sister's like, oh, no, didn't you tell Michelle? And then my mum's hitting me on my back. <laughs> And so, but um, but that said, it's like it. it in, in that brief moment, your heart goes out to those that you love and love dearly, um, and, and that's probably more. Um, and, and I think for each of us, it's 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 more about the others that you care for and you love, and and God's saying, in the same way that you feel for them, is how I feel for you. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
which doesn't come as any surprise uh, for those who have known uh, Paul for all of the years that he's been part of the church here. Um, a, a man of incredible selflessness and humility um, that even with playing games with the youngest of the kids upstairs, you'd play games, radiate games, and Rocky used to love it when Paul was on because it was always fun and they get thrown around and all of the rest of it. But um, always had time for others and um, always putting other people first, such as the testimony um, of his life and what God has been uh, at work in. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you've come out and you know, trying to pretend you've only got a cold <laughs> or something and, um, yeah, protecting those around you. Um. Yeah, no, it's good. And, and I mean, I, I love, and I probably didn't realise this until I left, but I love spending time with the kids, Amos, uh, sorry, Amy and Marcus's kids, love their kids, and um, the Dacostas, the, the um, etc. all the young kids. I, I, I had to apologise to Sharon a few times for holes in the wall, playing dodgeball upstairs. Um, <laughs> And, and the running feet up there. I don't know if you guys sort of get that. We used to play, well, Mia remembers, yep, ball rush up there and tackle and take kids out. But um, I, I didn't realise there were actual Sunday school lessons that I had to read before we did the games. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not every day that your kids in church get tackled by a, 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 an All Blacks Rugby Sevens player. <laughs> That's a claim to fame for some of the kids. So, um, I want to ask you kids a question. So you can sit, you can talk amongst yourselves on who's actually you're all going to have a have a crack. Um, what's one thing that you have learnt um, from seeing your parents? Uh, parent and be husband and wife together through what has been a very, very difficult and hard season for them as parents. What's something that you have learnt from them that you take away from this season of life? What's something you've learnt from your parents? Um, I always thought that, um, oh, didn't think, we know uh, Dad didn't have many friends and so we've <laughs> kind of learnt that um, all the blessings that we've have had, that he actually has a few friends, a few people that uh, care about him. It's been pretty cool, um, and I think oh, for me, uh, sort of what Dad was saying before about how you can choose to. Oh, I see a lot of um, cancer, and uh, with what I study, and some people they get uh, hung down in the doom and gloom of it. But I think um, I've learnt the way that Dad sort of turned around and um, seen that. Hey, now I've got a time I can all the things I can do, um, be a spiritual um, head of the family. Um, yeah, just, I think for me, the, um, yeah, just the outlook, the new perspective I probably learned the most, yeah. What was the question? What's something you've learned, what have you learned from seeing your parents uh, journey through this as husband and wife and as parents of all of you guys, what's something you've learnt from them as you've watched them carry themselves? Yeah. Um, probably how strong my mum's been and how strong the Lord's like guided my mum through everything. I think it's pretty insane how much she's had to like put, put up with um, and has to like deal with like, well, like I was to say like losing dad, but then also have to deal with all of us kids leaning on her. So I think her strength's been amazing. Yeah, that's what I've learnt about and what she could be capable of as well, and how strong their relationship and marriage has been. Um, definitely not an easy thing to go through together. So yeah, that's something I would say. Good, thanks mate. Bronson, um, Yeah, pretty similar to Ethan. I think mum and dad have been really strong, and um, just learned from them, um, just to trust in God, 
because I know that's what they're doing. They've been really strong and positive for us. So, yeah, just trusting God. Probably in terms of their marriage, puts pretty high expectations on finding a partner. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dad, um, he always, <laughs> um, always picking at our partners who we choose to go for kind of thing, but now I can see why he's got a pretty good wife and vice versa, so. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that. And then also, like mum's always saying, just, or and dad, make the most of your time. Um, really cherish your moments you have together. And yeah, that's. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. That's, uh, yeah, you ready to go again? Say, no, just on that, yeah, I think one thing that uh, we started saying when dad got sick was just making the most of every day. Um, especially when we're not at home all the time, when we're coming home, when we're doing um, these family trips, yeah, just make the most of everything. And, yeah. and every opportunity. Mm. Um, the question, we'll, we'll wrap up shortly. Um, my question is, how, how have you guys managed to walk that very fine line between um, believing in God as healer, um, but also uh, living in the daily reality of what cancer means and what has been, is the prognosis? Um, I think the question I'm asking is, what does hope look like in the middle of that tension of putting your faith in a, in a God who heals while walking through a, um, a reality that is still very uncertain. What does hope look like for you guys? What grounds you in the middle of all of that? Um, I, I think for me, uh, if, if I reflect on, on the life of Jesus and the impact he made in three years and the, the Hopefully, biblically, I got that right, and and also um, and being crucified at 33. And for me, I'm I'm just like here is a man that came for me, who and I've almost lived you know one and a half times his life, and and everything that I that he has blessed me with, and everything that that I've uh, I suppose come to enjoy is through his sacrifice for me. So so I, I reflect on the. On, on the meaning of the, of the cross and, and his his yeah and my and him as, as my saviour um, and if 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 I wasn't unwell and you asked me that sort of three years ago I, I probably wouldn't you know I just say oh no my family sort of drives you know that sort of hope etc and yep there's a, there's a big God up there etc but the, the the actual and, and I'm looking at it now, the actual, the, the meaning of the cross and, and what that means to me is, is the root of all of that. Um, and, and, and like I said, I, I don't have a right to live till tomorrow. I mean, yes, I've got this diagnosis. The reality is, is that we could go out and, and our, and our yeah, God willing, doesn't happen, but our plane goes down on the way to New Zealand. And so, at least we go out together. The, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but that's what I mean. And, 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 and so it's just you just come to enjoy each day, and and you come to sort of realise that nah, God's got you regardless. He's, you're in His hand, and it's okay. And reality, otherwise, and yes, you can get sort of struggle with reality, but particularly when when you're in pain or or not 100% or etc. Or when you look at the eyes of your kids and and, you, and your wife, and they're looking back at you, and you, you can see their their hurt and, and their their sadness, but. No, no, I mean, I keep coming back to the cross.
Uh, I think we struggled with that at the beginning. Uh, well, it took a, sorry, the que I'm just referring to Dave's question, you've had your time, <laughs> of where we sit in that. Um, we, we've always just kind of said, you know, we absolutely believe in a God who can heal, and we have to be okay with if he chooses not to. So we absolutely felt on this line of, we didn't want to go completely down that track of God's going to heal Paul, it's okay, like there's no other outcome. And we also didn't want to be sitting down this end of doom and gloom di diagnosis. So I think we comfortably sat in the middle and that's just our journey, that's just us. I'm not saying that's everyone, everyone this is just how, how we have sat. It's just like we know God can heal Paul if he chooses to. We have to be okay with if he doesn't choose to, um, that there must he'll have a reason, and we have to be okay with that. So I think that is a discussion that we had, yeah, quite early on, um, and just that just felt the most comfortable place for us to sit. Beautiful, well answered. Yeah. Kids, do you have any questions for your parents while you've got this opportunity on a stage? No? No? All good. Um, how can we be praying for you guys as your family in Sydney, um, as you head home tonight? How can we be praying for you over the next season I think uh, when is it, we arrive at midnight tonight and we're at the oncologist tomorrow at midday for the for the next check-in so our life has pretty been this year been in six six week blocks of check-in you're doing well we'll see you in six weeks you're doing well we'll see you in six weeks um, we know that it's at some point we're likely to face in the next lot of chemo. Um, I, I feel like we're probably getting a little bit closer to that. So um, we don't know, the doctors don't know, and, and it's just a, it's, it's kind of a, um, and there's so much uncertainty until we get scans and blood tests and things like that. So um, I think just for whatever the next stage brings, if you could be praying into that for us, um, obviously, we just want this man in our lives for as long as possible. That's, that's, a, that's a given. Um, God's sustaining him so incredibly well so far. And we've got some pretty big milestones this year. Paul's mum's 80th and Ethan's 21st. And hopefully Paul's family coming over from the UK and Vietnam for Christmas. So we would love to be in really good health for all of those. I say we. Paul, but it's us because <laughs> we're doing this together. Yeah, so that would be um, some things, and we'll deal with what next year brings when we get to next year. So, yeah, that would be probably. We will. We'll be praying for you guys, um, and so incredibly grateful uh, for your um, everything that you guys have brought over many the impact. You know, generationally that you guys have had um, through this community and I'm sure other faith communities that you've been part of as well. Um, the ministry of your family unit together is powerful 
Um, and as you continue to journey this next season, I believe that God is going to use your family unit as a witness uh, more and more so to his goodness. And people, um, I know you don't have many friends, as has already been said, but those that you do have, <laughs> those that you do have um, are watching closely by. And there is a, and you said it's important to tell the story to the kids. And the way that you guys are living through this in hope, putting your faith in Jesus, come what may, um, is a lived story of um, how you're doing that with courage, um, how you're doing that with strength, while still being able to break down and, and let the whole pain of the thing also be present and real. Um, and so as each of you go into your own spheres, back at uni, back at wherever you guys find yourselves, you are telling a story of God's goodness as you live through this. Um, and so my prayer is that that would be a, an impact for God's kingdom, that you know, we know that he uses all things um, for good. Um, even the really tough and difficult things. So um, my prayer is that his name be glorified through your family as you live through this story um, together. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate you guys heaps. Going to pray for you now. Let's all stand together. And um... Oh, just quickly before you do that, just wanted to also take this opportunity to um, just say a very heartfelt thank you as a family. We know that, as I said, we are literally being carried through this by people we know and don't know praying for us. So to each and every one of you that have been praying for us and lifting us up as a family, we feel it. Like, it's a, we physically feel it. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Mm. Beauty, let's join in prayer together. Father, we thank you so much uh, for Paul and Michelle, for Oscar, Ethan, Bronson and Georgia. Uh, Father, thank you so much that you um, are the consistent one in their story. Father, your faithfulness and your goodness has gone with them every step of the way and will continue to do so. And Father, I thank you that their story is um, in that same truth, our story, that you go with us every single step of the right way, regardless of what we face. And Father, thank you um, that you've been able to give the words to Paul and Michelle and the kids to be able to articulate how you've been at work in the middle of uh, Paul's cancer and everything that they've had to walk through. Father, we thank you that it is an un unfolding story of love and of grace and of mercy. And Father, we pray that it would also be an unfolding story of healing. And Father, we do appeal to you, the great healer, the great physician. Father, that you would bring healing to Paul's body in Jesus' name. Father, that um, over the coming weeks and months, Father, be it your will that this cancer would uh, be gone completely in Jesus' name and there would be a long and healthy life ahead. Uh, Father, I also recognise the wonderful perspective that Paul and Michelle and the kids all have. Father, knowing that we place our faith in incredibly powerful and all-knowing and all-healing God. Uh, but also, Lord, we don't understand some things. And Father, we pray in that... Uh, the things that we don't know and we don't see, Father, that we would place our faith in you who does know and does see all things. Uh, so, Father, give them the grace they need for the road ahead. Father, give them the strength that is required to lift the burden um, that is upon them and their family in this time. Father, we ask that there would uh, be an ongoing health, uh, both in Paul's body and as a family unit as they uh, journey on together. Uh, so, Father, we... Um, ask that the cross again would stay the centre of their lives, the centre of their family, that the good news of Jesus would move them and move their hearts every day to love you and to love each other and to love those around them each and every day. 
So, Father, bless you for how you've ministered to your church this morning through their story and through everything that we've heard today, Lord. Uh, We pray that your name would be glorified, Father, and we all look forward with eager hope and anticipation uh, to the ultimate healing that we find in the resurrection. Uh, Father, the resurrection of Christ that gives us life and freedom now, but also the resurrection of all things in the age to come. Uh, Father, where we stand in wholeness and completeness in your kingdom for eternity. Uh, So, Father, bless Paul and Michelle and the kids. They travel home tonight and for all of the appointments that are coming tomorrow and the coming weeks, Father. Um, And, Father, may we be ones who don't forget them, continue to uplift them in our prayers um, as we go from here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Love you heaps.